Welcome to the Imbibe Live Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We will offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at imbibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you are here. Hi, welcome to In Vibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. Hello. Hi. <laughs> okay, so we're back together recording today after me being out of town for the past week at a week-long retreat. So I went to Costa Rica. It was a yoga retreat, but it was also you know a longevity retreat. Um, I didn't know very many people I was going there with. It was a group of people, most of whom knew each other. Um, got to be very good friends with all 15 of these women by the end of it. And if you're listening, (laughs) um, hopefully some of them are, but you know, I spent a lot of time in self-reflection last week and it made me think about so many things. And one of them is where I had and was facing insecurities and fears. And then I came back here and Cheryl and I started talking and she started telling me that she's been going through some introspection on vulnerability and fear. So we thought, all right, let's start talking about those topics and see where it takes us. This is really, really good because one thing I want to point out, I don't even know if Amy remembers this, but the week before Amy left town, Mm -hmm. I came to Amy and vented a little bit about things going on. And I don't know if you know this, but your first thing you said to me was, are your actions coming from a place of action needs to be taken? Or are your actions coming from a place of fear? Right. And when you're in the middle of a fear cycle or, um, or even like drama going on in your life, it's hard to personally figure that answer out. I think it's always hard. It's hard to even ask Mm -hmm. that question. So it's wonderful to have someone in your life and it can be more than one person and doesn't have to be your spouse. Like Amy and I are just friends, Mm -hmm. right? You know, but have someone in your life that um, is brave enough to ask that question and that you have such a relationship with that when they ask it, you don't get offended. You're like, huh, that's a good question. Where is it really coming from? Well, like there's a basis of love in our relationship. So like, you know, I want what's best for you. Correct. And I think you trust that. I trust that. No matter what I say, it's because I want what's best for you and your family for that matter. And that's where I'm coming from. So yeah, this is a whole different topic that we didn't even know we were talking about. (laughs) But you're right. I mean, that is so important to have people whose opinions you value and you trust. And so that's where that came up. And maybe we'll get back to that. But I want to go back to that question I posed to you because that's something I was had been thinking about for a few weeks, even before. So when you brought me that question, it's what popped to my mind. You know, what is the purpose of fear? Yeah. Right, so like, let's talk about that a little bit and explore that. Because I think in the... I'm going to say in the wellness community, but kind of in the spiritual enlightenment community, the new age community, the, you know, this world we live in, Cheryl and you and I read so many people, fear kind of gets a bad rap. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I know however many decades ago I read Return to Love, you know, based on A Course in Miracles. And the teachings were A Course in Miracles says God is love. And the opposite of love is not hate, it is fear. So if fear is the opposite of love, which is God, then fear must be evil. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's kind of, I don't think that's what any of those people said. So I'm not attributing that to the Course in Miracles or the Mary Williams or anything like that. But yeah, 25-year-old Amy, who read the book at that time, did think of it like that in a way. And I've had to come from it. And a lot of people say that. Like, you know, fear is the thing for us to overcome. First thing for us to get past, let's act out of love and in love. And that's the goal. But fear has a real purpose in our lives too. And that's, I think, in the last couple of years, something I've kind of come to appreciate more because fear is something given to us really as a survival mechanism. Like it is what lets us know, run from the tiger. Mm -hmm. You know, you need, you are hungry. You need to be fearful and go find something to eat or harm is going to come to you. So there are some real survival needs that are triggered or indicated to us by the presence of fear. Yes. And then if you took that on the flip side, fear will sometimes be what highlights maybe what you need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you never highlight any of that stuff, your growth gets stunted a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, a friend of mine, you know, was get putting themselves out there and it didn't go as planned. So immediately it went into this cycle of like, I knew I shouldn't have done that. I knew I shouldn't have put myself out there. I knew, I knew, I knew I was happy. I was good. I was like, well, guess what? The beauty of putting yourself out there and you having these same old feelings and patterns lets you know that there's a piece that's not healed. Right. Mm -hmm. And those same old patterns that might've been there 10 years ago, you can now, address them as somebody who's much older, much more mature, much more enlightened, and now take those patterns, the story that you might be telling yourself out of fear, it's not true, right? Change the story, change your old habits, change it because you're not stuck in who you were. It's funny because I had, um, I was telling somebody else about when I went to Amy with this thing, she was, you might be in a fear cycle here and, and, you know, I went and saw Karen. Mm-hmm. Cooper, our friend the, Karen. Cooper. Yes, yes, yeah. and Karen highlighted, you know, some things going on and where it might be coming from. And I was sharing this with someone, and they were like, "But it's who you are, so you're just going to be that way." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that's the story I'm choosing to change." Yeah, is that I don't have to be that way, or maybe it's who I am because I need to learn yeah. something for who I want to be, yeah, or or that's yeah. who maybe who I was last week, but this week I know better. Mm-hmm. And so this week I'm going to work on tools that help me to process that differently versus going in this fear cycle. And when I'm in fear cycle, I, I lash out, right? Mm-hmm. And I lash out at people. I lash out at my children. And I, you know, I make quick rash decisions and, you know, now I know better. I recognize when I'm triggered in this way, that it is a fear that's coming from something I had no idea that I was still holding stuff from. And, and go from there and move on. And, and I'm, tr- I'm choosing to change the story that, no, it's not who I am. Well, and so this has been, or leads me to share something I've been doing lately. And not every day, not always consciously, not, you know, every time. But kind of getting back to how I started, 
with the purpose of fear, sometimes being to benefit and protect us, instead of showing that fear, animosity, or negative emotions, what if you give it love and gratitude? Mm-hmm. Thank you for showing up to highlight this thing I need to learn. Yeah. Thank you for showing up to highlight this area of growth for me. Okay. Or thank you for letting me know to run from the tiger. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because when I met with Karen and she highlighted this with me, she had highlighted it with me months ago. Sorry. Okay. We, that have is, to, we have to interrupt. <laughs> that is not Cheryl snorting. Beefy the French Bulldog has entered the room <laughs> and the podcast. So sorry. Um, you know, she had highlighted it with me when I met with Karen maybe three or four months ago. And it was funny when she highlighted it three or four months ago, I was like, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. And I, I, I couldn't really place it. But this time I was like, oh, that is spot on. So sometimes, you know, you have to change where you, or you have to realize that the person hearing it now is different than the person that heard it before. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you're more ready. You're more ready. And and here goes an example that's um, not spiritual or anything like that. I teach gyrotonic. I'm a master trainer in gyrotonic. I absolutely love the system. Um, it feels amazing. And I love to share that movement system with people. My first introduction with gyrotonic more than 20 years ago out in L.A., I was like, what is this? This is no way people are going to do this. It's kind of crazy. It's not accessible. Pooey, pooey, pooey. A year later, I was reintroduced to it and have obviously fell in love with it, but it wasn't that the system changed or the method or the message coming from it changed. I had changed. Over that year's time, I had changed. So then I was open to hearing what it was about. I was open to feeling it. I was open to learning from it. So it's just, sometimes we change. Well, I think I told you, I had Gary Sukov's first book on my shelf for probably 15 years unopened. No, when I finally opened it, I read it in two days. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I had before picked it up and put it down, picked up. So that same thing, I wasn't ready for it. And that's part of the divine timing. All seven, what are you ready for? Okay, but here's a question I want to ask. And let's talk about this a minute. And I'll share some ways I think, and you share some ways you think. When fear arises, and this is kind of the question I posed to you those two or three weeks ago, right? When fear arises, how do you know or how do you discern? Is this something um, that's showing me an area I need to avoid, like the tiger? Or is this something that I need to treat with love and walk into anyway? Hi, it's Amy. If you're enjoying the content you're hearing on this podcast, then Cheryl and I hope that you'll go check out our website at inviblife.com. On the website, you will find tons of articles, our archive podcast, links to our social media, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all where you can find more information on curating the life you most want in order to live in vibe. We hope you'll check it out. For me, I have that answer, but I think that answer is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's taken these few weeks of exploration. And I should have known this answer because I've answered this question to myself many times. I get nauseous in my stomach. With the wrong answer. With the wrong answer. Usually when something's coming from fear, there's a, a nausea. It comes right up doesn't feel good, but I'm a feeler. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, so I can feel when something is not right or where it's not coming from a higher 
place or a pattern of growth. It's not coming from there. It, it creates nausea. And the funny part is when I had my last session with Karen and I got on with her and, and I was talking to her about what was going on. She, the first thing she said is this is making me nauseous. <gasps> I know. Cause I think she was just feeling what yeah, I was feeling. Exactly. And she's, you know, so it's, I don't know. I didn't mean to turn this into a Karen Cooper commercial, but, <laughs> but she is fantastic. Go, go check her out. We have two podcasts with Karen. She was part of our nourish yes. event last year and you can find all sorts of information. She's, you know, as we've shared before, but why not? Cause it's Karen. Um, she's a psychic medium, but really an intuitive healer. And your sessions with her are a lot like counseling sessions or healing sessions is really what they're like um, with a lot of energetic gifts that she has. Um, Okay. So the answer for me, I think is I'm still figuring it out a little bit, but this is where for me having moments of silence. It's where you get your answers. Or shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, when I sit in meditation um, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then maybe start journaling or writing, I'll get my answer in the writing. But I ask for it too. You know, I'll ask, please give me clarity. Help me to know my highest and best route or my highest and best um, answer in this situation. So ask for it and be still um, mm-hmm. would be what I would say. And it can, you know, it takes some practice or getting used to doing that. But I, I mean, I unequivocally know everyone is capable. I unequivocally know um, everyone needs those moments of silence. Um, but I also think everyone is capable of channeling or listening to God. However, however it resonates with you to, mm-hmm. um, in that vernacular makes sense. But mm-hmm. I think you even had something, Cheryl does a lot of our social media just to <laughs> share that, you know, your feelings are God's answers to your prayers. And that's how we hear yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what I put out to you was, Maybe prayer is talking to God, but meditation is listening. Okay, right. You yeah. Know? yeah. Meditation is listening. So, and I just think that, you know, my traditional way of having my relationship with God and Jesus in my life mm-hmm. had been through a lot of prayer until I learned to listen, mm-hmm. you know, and that was something that came with age and maybe understanding, mm-hmm. you know, that piece. But um, yeah. And also, I think if like, I'll, I'll just have a knowing, but I'm, I'm very intuitive. So mm-hmm. I'll just like, I, I remember this conversation even years and years ago when I was making, and one of the times, and this happened multiple times, I was making a decision on whether to maybe, maybe I had an opportunity, should I go back to work or keep staying home with the kids? And like saying, if I were writing this down on paper, I would unequivocally pick one path. But there's a tightness in my chest when you pick it, when I, when I think, okay, I'm going to call and, and make this connection or make this whatever. And the other way I might have even a little sadness, but it feels uh, more right to me or just like intuitively feels more right or free or resonant. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think that's, I think that's uh, something all of us need to be practicing listening to listening to those feelings, the tightness in the chest, the nausea in the stomach, the tap on the shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, listening to that. Cause I feel like that is the messages that we're getting, whether it is big decisions, um, whether it is physical things going on in your body, you know, whether it's stuff with your kids or your spouse or, you know, your, your pets mm-hmm. sitting here. That's Amy 
Now snoring. <laughs> yeah. It's still Fifi snoring. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. But fear is a big, um, it's a message board. I feel like it's a message board. It lets you know what's going on. Um, I think it's good to recognize when you're acting out of fear. Um, and I think it's important to you know, look at the people in your life when you could possibly be in a fear cycle, but you're so deep in it, you don't know. Look at those people that you could be so vulnerable with that you could go to them and, you know, regurgitate all your crap you might be feeling and that they're going to be the ones honest enough to have that conversation and you hear it, Mm -hmm. right? You won't always hear it if it's coming from someone you don't really trust. Right. You know, that's true. And I'm going to put in another plug, though, for people like Karen, those impartial third parties can really help you uh, bring clarity to those sorts of situations. Okay. So we, I think it was last fall sometime, talked about this a little bit when we spoke about vulnerability. Remember that podcast? There's a podcast we did out there on vulnerability, and we talked about fear in relation to it. Let's now talk about vulnerability a little bit and how fear plays into our vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I think vulnerability uh, is secondary to trust, right? You have to trust someone in order to be vulnerable with them. Right. So how do, for example, how do you work, walk into your workplace here are just coworkers? How do you be vulnerable with them? Because you have to be in order for growth and progress. To move forward, you have to have some sort of vulnerability with them, but they're not your spouse. They're not your best friend. They're not, you know, they're mm-hmm. coworkers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an interesting, like, how do you have that? How do you, how do you take down your guard? How do you be vulnerable with those that you don't necessarily have a trust with yet? Well, it's hard. And this is um, why, you know, the most uh, prolific and well-known author and expert on vulnerability is Brene Brown whole career on the topic. And she also very much, if you listen to her talk or read her books, celebrates bravery and courage. And it's the bravery and courage to face those fears. In other words, face those vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and expose yourself. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's sometimes you, you just have to do it. And it's hard. I think it's so hard to hear that. Sometimes you just have to put one foot in front of the other and do it. Yeah, because I think a lot of our first... Um, reactions are first when you hear the word vulnerable if you go back to what you truly or first believed about it was oh well that's a weakness mm-hmm. if you're gonna be vulnerable that's weakness or you know don't don't be that vulnerable or they're gonna know what your weaknesses are and take you down that and that is Fifi yeah <laughs> so sorry I'm in the house alone today and she is on fire this afternoon so our other my other dog has a little chew toy and Fifi would desperately like to get it from him so (laughs) but really you know vulnerability is also like again going back to more ancient times am I vulnerable to attack am I vulnerable to famine there there's fear of survival even at the basis of exposing yourself to something Mm -hmm. and so you know we have a lot of background in our DNA to the feelings we have to work through now as well, I think. And just to, you know, 
go to another topic, but those sort of fears of survival Mm -hmm. physically show up in the body in the lower chakras, Mm -hmm. pelvis, low back pain, hip pain, you know, even as high as the diaphragm, right? All of that is where fear of survival will show up in those lower chakras. Fear in the upper chakras might show up as headaches, neck and shoulder pain, and that is fear not in a survival, but maybe fear of um, the unknowing, right? Unknowing. Not being in control of something. Or maybe can... someone criticizing what you say. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. Those sort of things are different fears. Or how you look. Right. Or, yeah. Right. Definitely. In that way. So that goes back to, you know, keeping in tune with what's, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, where it's coming from, peeling back the layers of the onion mm-hmm. to figure out where is this really coming from? You know, it's like, yes, that kid, and now I'm going to my children. Yes, that kid yelled at you and said something not nice, but truly that's not about you. Mm-hmm. Somebody else was probably hurting that child, and that's why he mm-hmm. felt he could lash out at you. You know, just kind of going back to bullying and bullying and fear and then, mm-hmm. you know, where that cycle comes from. Because that doesn't stop once, you know, that goes on to the adult years, the, the bullying and somebody saying things. And usually it's coming from their fear, mm-hmm. right? If, it's try, if they're trying to lash out and hurt you, you know, I don't know. That's a totally different topic. I just scrolled <laughs> on to you right there. But, you know, just for, you know, another example where I see fear show up in our lives, mm-hmm. you know. So what about fear of a new venture or a new path or ending an old one that doesn't serve you anymore? Yeah. Those are very valid too. Mm -hmm. I think that shows up a lot because it's very easy to stay in your same cycle. It is. And, uh, embrace inevitable change. Right. You know, that, um, change is there. It's there every day. And if you can embrace it versus be fearful of it, then it gets easier to mm-hmm. find your flow, to find your path, to find the places that don't create the nausea or the tightness in the chest, to find the places that, oh, if I do take this path, that's where I'm meant to be. Okay, let's talk about a few other ways we can face fear or overcome fear or what to do when you're feeling immobilized by it. And fear is a low resonance energy, right? right? So, you know, sometimes just fake it out. Put on music that makes you happy. Dance. Do movement. Yes. Like play with your pets. Anything that puts you in a place of gratitude or joy or fun or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Even if it just gives you a reprieve from that immobilizing quality that fear sometimes has on us because you go into fight or flight. Right. So even if it just breaks that up a little bit, maybe then you can look at it from a different perspective. I have another one is journal it out. Of course. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. sit down and if you just start right, 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 right. Good, bad, ugly, write it all down. I feel like that brings some clarity that brings some, um, guidance, some paths you should take it. I also feel like sometimes it stamps on your heart what you truly want. Cause sometimes uh-huh. we don't know that. Mm-hmm. But when you start journaling it out, then you get clear on what your desires and your wants are and what your boundaries are. And there are a lot of different ways to journal. So let's just say this really fast. Um, A lot of people believe in the pen and paper and there's something sacred about that. 
And I agree. And some of some of my most profound things come that way. I also very much stream of consciously type after I've been meditating without any preconception of what's going to show up. And that's very effective. You can also draw pictures or do something more like a mind map if writing prose isn't your thing. Just start, you know, put a bunch of ideas on a piece of paper, draw circles around them, start making arrows and connections, color code it even, and see what comes up out of it. And I have found that useful at times too. Maybe especially if you're in one of those kind of lower frequency states where it might be harder to come up with, I'm going to write three pages of an essay or a prose type thing. Maybe just those little almost snippets of information could come out more easily. Step away from it, come back and look at what you wrote down, and you might start to see some connections or paths for yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Often we'll go back, and um, Annie gave me the, as a gift one time these beautiful little note cards with my initials on them. But when I'm listening to a book and I hear a great quote, I'll write it on the postcard. And now I've started putting it up in my office because I've stole that idea from Amy as well. <laughs> but like I'll walk by that office often and I'll just read it. And then those quotes are very accessible to, accessible to me to regurgitate in times of need, whether mm-hmm. I need it or somebody else needs it. If they're, if they're ones I have written down, because I'll hear lots of great quotes and then I'm like, Oh, this was so good. And I can remember it for about, you know, a day to share it. And then it's gone. The quote's fine. I can't remember it anymore. Okay, so <laughs> anything else before Fifi unplugs our equipment that she's about to do? It's okay. I think, you know, to recap a little bit, we just, you know, invite you, if you don't have any areas of fear in your life, congratulations. Please call us and offer to come on the podcast as a guest because we'd love to hear about it. But, you know, spend some time embracing those fears, Mm -hmm. examine what they are, and then ask yourself why they're there and see what comes up or shows up. You you might end up finding you're grateful to learn what you need to learn from them. Awesome. So share the podcast if you have anybody that wants to hear about it or anybody else that's a French bulldog that shares in the same challenge as we are sharing. Are there any other Frenchy podcasters out there? Well, thanks for listening. Go ahead and leave us a comment. Share this with your friends and family members or coworkers that might be dealing with fear, vulnerability, um, and all some of the topics that we talked about today. So thanks for joining. Thank you for joining our conversation today. For more information or to learn more about InVibe Life, we hope you'll visit us at www.invibelife.com. You can find links and show notes for this episode on our podcast page. Please like, follow, and leave a review for our podcast. We hope that you will listen again soon.